We are I. There's an age-old saying that the greater of two evils is knowing you're doing it wrong or knowing you're doing wrong and doing it anyway. Because in these three scenarios, you have, you know, doing wrong, but being ignorant, not knowing that you're doing wrong. And then you have, you know, doing wrong, knowing it's wrong and doing it anyway. So I have an interesting conversation with my oldest daughter on Thursday, I believe it was. And they're doing a, you know, a, a section on in probably social studies on, you know, government and, you know, like they had to come up with three things they would do if they were running for prime minister, like three talking points. Like, what do you, what are you leveraging Canadian citizens for? Like, what's your platform? And very proud one of the things was, you know, going um, and uh, turning back the hands of time on this gun control. Because, which which makes me funny, because I always think how controversial this is, you know, whenever my daughter speaks about gun control and, you know, having, giving Canadians the ability to be able to own firearms, because she's been doing this since she was really young in school. And uh, but it just so happens that her social studies teachers, you know, very much pro hunter, pro firearms, all kind of stuff. So yeah, he actually thought it was funny, you know, but um, that's not the main topic. The The one that was interesting to me is we were talking about free speech because I, I said to her, I'm like, this is, you know, very important in Canada right now because, you know, Bill C-11, it, you know, got rammed through the Senate and through the House and is now officially a law in Canada and the conservatives are leveraging in a major way to be able to, you know, get into a majority government where they can, you know, strip away the rights of this or like this law, Bill C-11, that censors the Internet, which then censors the information that we get, which then when you have a prime minister who, you know, promotes and says whatever suits him at a time, even if even if he knows that it's a lie, whether he believes it or not, but like when he knows that he said something contradictory, and so do all intelligent Canadians. Because this is the this is the part that's tricky behind that is like who gets to decide what the truth is, when and why? And this is what I was explaining to her, and this is where the the greater of two evils and you know, doing wrong and doing it anyway, or knowing you're doing wrong and doing it anyway where you are intentionally misleading people. And we see this, you know, through COVID. And this is why free speech is so important because it allows for debate. Because when there is no free speech, people are allowed to be able to control a narrative. And we know especially that politicians want to do that. It's all about spinning a narrative. And no matter how wrong they are, when they know they're doing it wrong, they do it anyway. When they know what they're saying is wrong, but they continue to promote it because they believe that it's in our best interest or, you know, whatever, 
web of lies they have spin and spun to be able to to convince themselves morally that this is just. And this is what free speech offers us is these checks and balances saying like, hey, wait a minute, motherfucker, you just said this completely other thing. Like, where do you morally stand when you can't, when you don't have a steadfast direction that you are traveling? When your ethics and your morals and your opinions flow in the wind and you have no backbone to them. And this is to me the problem with not only Canada right now, but a lot of other countries in the world, a lot of a lot of people's mentality. Is there you have these you have a vast majority of people who just legitimately have their head buried in the sand on both sides of that spectrum. But the problem is, is you have a lot of these people with absolutely no real fundamental morals and ethics where they can steadfastly stand and say, this is how I feel. This is who I am. This is who I will be. So that they know and they have an opportunity at one point to know that they're doing wrong, but doing it anyway. Because that moment... At that moment, everybody is susceptible to that. But you have an opportunity at that moment when it feels a little uncomfortable, when it just doesn't really feel good. You have that opportunity to be able to say, whoa, hold on a second. That shit didn't feel very good. I actually have to stop and analyze this moment for a minute. Like, why didn't it feel good what I just said or did? And then hopefully course correct from there. Because the one thing, if you don't have strong morals and ethics at that moment to recognize that, like that's a dangerous place because what I was explaining to my oldest daughter was the problem if you don't have free speech is who gets to decide what is right and what is wrong? And if you allow discourse across the board, you get to decide and then you place yourself somewhere in a category instead of being told there's only one avenue. Because when you control speech and you control thought, that unilateral power can go to a really dark place because who gets to decide and when? Well, it just so happens that you hope that your team, air quotes your team, has control over the narrative or else the amount of disarray that you are going to live in, the amount of flux that you are going to live in, because there's a singular narrative being promoted. And this is what we've seen during COVID, which is still happening now because of the refusal just to admit that somebody is wrong. You know, and they did it anyway. And this is, this is clear in the speech that Justin Trudeau gave at that university a couple of weeks back that he's being persecuted online for. And he said, I didn't force anybody. I didn't control anybody. I didn't force anybody to get the vaccine. It's like, do you honestly believe that? This is the this is the crossroads. This is the juxtaposition of what I'm saying. Knowing that you're doing wrong and doing it anyway. Well, look, motherfucker, you wouldn't allow people to travel in Canada. You're like, well, you could still drive. It's like, well, if you could still drive, what the fuck is the difference between flying on a plane and taking a train? 
But no, you had to have your thumb on people. You had to be pushing down on their back. And when you told people they weren't allowed to work unless they got the vaccine, that's controlling them. Because you know what? People need to eat. People have kids. People have mortgages. People have bills. People need to work. It's you putting your thumb down on them. But still, now trying to say, because the thing is, if he was still promoting that message, you could say, well, you you might honestly believe that shit still. You're ignorant as fuck because you're not willing to look at any of the evidence. But now that he's saying that, you can tell that he knows what he did before was wrong because his narrative is starting to change, which is totally fine. If you say, you know what? Look, Canadians, I had my head buried in the sand. I was pushing this message. It was hard for me to turn my ship. I was wrong. I can look back at it now and I can realize that I was wrong. And I ask for your forgiveness and let's move on. And I will do my best not to get in that position again. I still wouldn't like that motherfucker, but I would be like, that's noble. But what he's doing now by saying that, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't do that. Well, no, you did. And that is fucking wrong. Really wrong. Because now what you're doing is you can, you're showing Canadians that you have absolutely no morals and ethics. Because you know you did wrong. Now you're lying. And you're doing it anyway. And we all can see through that shit. This is why almost 70% of Canadians have never wanted this motherfucker in power ever. Ever in Canada. It's because we could see through this facade right from the beginning. Back in 2014-15. And when you have leadership that lives under the guise of, you know, knowing you're doing wrong, doing it anyway. Like, that's dangerous, very dangerous. Because that's what builds the type of resentment and revolt of like what you are seeing in France right now. That country is so lit up. If that same thing was happening in Canada right now under Justin Trudeau's totalitarian dictatorship rule, we would be under complete martial law. If Canadians had took over the headquarters of BlackRock in Canada, we'd be under martial law. If we were burning tires and blocking roadways and highways and bridges, we'd be under martial law because we were. If we took over, you know, a major theater, if we were protesting the street, if we were doing all those things for the duration that the people in France were, we'd be under complete martial law. And that's how, again, you know that that motherfucker here in Canada is the greater of two evils because opposing your people, which is a fundamental right in Canada to be able to peacefully protest, the freedom to be able to disagree with your government, and to hold them accountable. When you take that away from them, which Justin Trudeau did, that goes to show you that there's a part of him that just lives authentically in that land of doing wrong, but doing it anyway, in living the greater of two evils. 
We need change here in Canada. We absolutely need change. And we need the change very soon. Because we're going to a really dark place really fast. And I just, I want to believe. I want to believe that Canada and Canadians, we can course correct this disaster that Justin Trudeau has been. So, interesting topic for a Saturday morning. My mind is just running all over the place, which you can probably tell by this podcast because it's just, there's so much. Justin Trudeau gets so much to show that he's just the worst possible manager of Canada that Canada has probably ever had. And hopefully we'll ever have, because hopefully the buck stops here. So, oh, Canada, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? <laughs>